Hey everyone, it's Matt Harmon from the Yahoo Fantasy Football Show. Are you sad there's no fantasy football going on right now? Yeah, me too. I've got good news for you though. It is fantasy baseball season right now. Join a public league, join an instant draft, or create a league with your buddies before opening day. It's Yahoo Fantasy Baseball time. Sign up for the 2024 fantasy baseball season at yahoo.com slash fantasy baseball or on the Yahoo Fantasy app. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. Tyson Chicken has been reliably serving chicken to America for generations, and these guys are slacking Gen Z roosters. <laughs> and SI's Pat Forty. This isn't just outside the box. I mean, this is like the box is in Walnut Creek, California, and this idea is coming in from Jupiter. Here's Pat and Dan. All right, we got no Pete today. Pete is uh, in the Carolinas. Kind of part vacation, I believe. Part driving around meeting with coaches, including Kevin Kelly. The no punt. We're going to hear all about the no punt stories next week, but we don't get him today. He also may have run out of gas for all I know. (laughs) So I figured that's part of this whole trip is he's make, making a commando run down there to steal gas. Zero problems with gasoline in the Carolinas until Pete shows up. <laughs> See, he's probably stealing it. He's getting in line, doing things like that. Just <laughs> I, I feel bad. For, I know we have a lot of listeners in the South and uh, feel bad for the uh, gas shortage. That would like that would uh, frazzle me to no yes. end. Yes, severely, severely frazzled. I would be. So hopefully that ends soon because that that sucks. And that said, I you know I am amused at at the I love you know these things just expose America to to its core. It is a mirror to America. Like you know how many political ads you know F one fifty ads. America times get tough. We we lean on each other. <laughs> oh, We're no. neighbors and friends. Hell no. <laughs> We yeah. immediately run down the gas station and start trying to hoard it. Uh, Screw yeah. the other guy. I don't <laughs> care if this old lady needs to get to work. I got to make sure I top off my my jet skis in case I want to <laughs> run them for seven hours this weekend. Because this is America, damn it. We steal from each other. We cheat each other. Uh. Like, it's like... Guys, we're going to be low on gas for like three days. Everyone just chill. Maybe just stay home. Take a walk. Hell no! no. A, panic, and then B, yes, screw your neighbor. <laughs> I love the woman who pulled up, you know, with tons of people in line. I think it was in Charlotte or something, and just starts pulling out huge gas cans. Like, she's not only filling her car, but she's filling like eight different gas containers as well. While everybody's watching, just wanting to murder her. What are you doing? How much gas you need? You OPEC or something? What? People are flipping out. 
I saw some woman try to cut the line. There's like a thousand people in line. What are you doing? She and then the guy's yelling at her. She got out and and, and spit at the dude. Oh, and he spit at her. It was like a. I got. It was like just this. I got this story. Police in Georgia <laughs> uh, had to arrest a man who drilled holes into a U-Haul truck to steal gas <laughs> and caused a 45-gallon spill. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> now, go ahead. go ahead. That's yeah. The, the criminal masterminds are coming out here. The people who. <laughs> Don't know how to steal gas, which, you know, most people probably don't. And you are going to screw it up (laughs) and leave gas running all over the South on the ground or wherever. This is just phenomenal. This guy now is facing charges just so he can, like, you're literally going to prison. I mean, I imagine this is a significant, first off, you're stealing, destruction of property. There's got to be some environmental law here. You can't just dump all this gas all over Griffin, Georgia. (laughs) And being a jerk. I'd add two more jerk. years on yeah. for that. You want to go in front of a jury or peers on this? Life without parole. <laughs> gas them. You want gas? I'll give you gas. Good God. You're going to go to prison because you wanted to make sure you had enough gas that you didn't need. 2020 spring, toilet paper panic. 2021 <laughs> spring, gas panic. The toilet paper. I forgot about that one. <laughs> Buying all pallets of Toilet paper out at Home Depot. What have you been eating? <laughs> what are you going to do with all that? Share. This is America. We come together. <laughs> yeah. Brother right. in arms. Neighbor to neighbor. <laughs> come on, man. This is... <laughs> we are... And, and I've probably been doing it. I put him down there with like a hefty bag. Like some... I mean, that's the thing. They don't even got gas containers. Some lady was filling up like... Single sack uh, grocery bags. Yeah, I mean, that's like what? impossibly dumb. I mean, just like incredible. And she like she did double bag it. I saw a video. <laughs> she was double bagging it. It's like that's gonna spill. But even then, how much gasoline is this? What do you what? And where is you, one gallon gonna matter in your life? It's gonna be a tricky pour out of the <laughs> the Kroger bag into the gas container in the car. I mean, what? It's just astounding. Unbelievable. And as you said, you know, this is going to be like maybe a week, maybe two weeks, whatever. I am old enough, Dan Wetzel, to remember the gas shortages of the early 70s and the long lines there and everything. But I, 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 I'm I, sure there was skullduggery and uh, conniving and dirty dealing going on then. I don't remember that. This is this is uh, highly entertaining, I have to say. Five million dollar ransom to get the, the, the pipeline going yeah. again. Also known as the LSU basketball recruiting class. <laughs> oh, oh, they did it's just like get another five star. Whole bunch of AAU coaches are out there trying to learn coding skills so they can hack. The, they're like, wait, this is a good buck. <laughs> it's easier than babysitting a power forward for four years, paying off his crazy dad. Uh, well, I don't know what Pete's doing. I hope. I, I don't know whether I hope he doesn't run out of gas or I kind of hope he does. Yeah, I kind of hope he does. Kind of be, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm torn. If it happens, it happens. Let's just put it. If it happens. <laughs> Let's see. Where where would be an ideal place for Pete to run out of gas in the Carolinas? You know, like he's going, he's going to the coast. Probably up near Clemson and he doesn't know how to pronounce it. So he would, 
We yeah. don't have anyone named Dabo. We only have Dabo. <laughs> and it's Clipson. Clipson. I don't know. I don't know what he would do. But anyway, Pete's out working. We'll get some good stories on uh, on him. Uh, we, we we also, he was very close with, uh, as a reporter at least, with Colt Brennan. We're going to talk about him next time Pete's on. Uh, the Hawaii legend. Gave us a lot yeah. of fun back oh. in the day. Passed away, unfortunately. So we, we will get to them. We did want to talk some football with Pete gone. I know. It's crazy. Risky. Um, I know, a little risky, but I, I've noticed this perusing the 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 early top twenty fives. You may have done a top twenty five, Pat. Have you done an early top twenty five? Honestly, I'm trying to remember if I did. I I I think I did last January, but I I don't remember who I even put in it. Way too early, top twenty five. All right, well, yeah. let me tell you who you put in your top five because every one of these has the same top five in some order. Oklahoma, who I predicted would be the uh, over the top win the offseason because they're bowl game. Alabama, because they're Alabama. Georgia, because they're Georgia. Ohio State, because they're Ohio State. Clemson, because they're Clemson. There you go. Clemson. Clemson. William Christopher, coach them up. Those five are your top five. I can't argue with any of them. However, sometimes somebody unexpected makes the playoff. So I want to ask you, Pat, who do you see? Maybe we could have a little draft. You want to do a draft? Two-man draft. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. You pick. I pick. We'll go a couple of rounds here till we get bored. Shouldn't take long. <laughs> Who would you see as the dark horse, the team that could crack the top five and actually make the playoff next year that is not named Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, Alabama, or Georgia? Well, I'm going to champion the team that I championed last year and I thought deserved a, at least stronger consideration than they got and brings back a heck of a team this time around, and that is Cincinnati. Uh, Bearcats bring back Desmond Ritter, quarterbacks coming back is, you know, right down the wire whether or not he was going to go or stay. He decided to stay. Uh, the defense is going to be really good again. Offensive line is getting, should be a year older and better. Uh, skill positions. Solid. So, and I look at the schedule and they've got some opportunities, Dan. They've got some some names and some power conferences. That was the thing last year. They didn't get to play those games. But this year, they're at Indiana, September 18th. Indiana's good team. You win that game, instant credibility. Then you have an off week. Then the big one at Notre Dame, October 2nd. You win that one. Now we're talking. If they're 4 0 at that point, they start Miami, Ohio, Murray State. So 2 0. Then you get your two big prove it games. And that momentum, I think, can carry them the rest of the way if they don't screw up. Uh, UCF, you know, always a good game. They come to Nippert Stadium. SMU, quality opponent, comes to Nippert. So you get probably your two best league games against them. Give me the Bearcats, man. Let's shake it up. And I know, I know it will take people. On the committee, thinking outside of the Power Five box, but I'm going to say that there's a lot of pressure on them to do it because they're going to beat a couple big name teams. They would need help from the top five. They would, but um, look, Indiana and Notre Dame—that's uh, it's nice wins. That's, those are nice, those are nice wins. So they'd have to mm -hmm. go undefeated. Yep, they'd have to win those two games. Have to be pretty convincing. They would need no second SEC team to pop up and probably the big 12 uh, to cannibalize itself. Yep. And then the PAC 12 to cannibalize itself. Like they can, they cannot have an undefeated Oregon. Right. They cannot right. have, they're going to need help, but 
sort of like if not now when and uh, my answer is never not not now <laughs> yeah so right. the old, that's I the mean, more likely answer but committee has already said that uh they did not pass the uh game control test and like, hey, <laughs> season hasn't started dude yeah all right my first round pick on a potential gate crasher is not necessarily that big of an underdog or an outsider but pretty close i'm going with the cyclones Mm, okay. Iowa yep. State can do this. They returned 19 starters. They went nine and three, eight and one in the Big 12, uh, stumbled early. They've got, I mean, 19 starters coming back. They got QB Brock Purdy, Xavier Hutchinson, Brees Hall. They got a great offense, you know, good defense. I, I think they absolutely have what it takes. They play, they get Iowa at home. Uh, their non conference otherwise is. Northern Iowa and UNLV, their thing is going to be going undefeated or, or at best one loss. Uh, they get Oklahoma State at home. They get Texas at home. We'll see if those matter. Their biggest issue is they, they get TCU at home. They have to play Oklahoma. They probably will have to beat Oklahoma twice. They play them November 20th and then probably in the Big 12 championship game. This is where that Big 12 championship extra data, data point will maybe not be helpful. Can you beat Oklahoma twice, but I could see them walking undefeated into that first game in Norman right before Thanksgiving. Iowa's a good team, so that's a good non-conference win. It's a matter if they can put together the dream season. They also are dealing with the pressure of everybody saying, you need to put together the dream. Like They're not really coming out of the woodwork. They're just sitting there. No no. one's picking Iowa State because you don't pick Iowa State. You pick Oklahoma. At the same time, they. I mean, again, if not now, when it, it's it's lined up uh, uh, pretty well for them. Uh, you know, again, their their league road games are at Tech, at K State, at Baylor, uh, and then at Oklahoma. They uh, at West Virginia too. They tend to blow a game. That's the thing. It's, they it's do. Just, it's really hard to go undefeated. That's uh, you know, Clemson and Alabama. Even Clemson and Alabama blow games sometimes. The fact of the matter is, they have. They tended to play down to uh, when the expectations are higher. They tend to go a little bit lower. They they've been one of those programs in recent years. They've 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 blown a game early, and it's usually when people are expecting things from them. You know, last year was Louisiana Lafayette. It was a good team. I mean, but still, you lose by I think it was seventeen points at home on your opener, Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, and then I think it was with the year before, or two years before that, when they were in like triple overtime to beat Northern Iowa when a lot was expected. So. Uh, Matt Campbell's a heck of a coach, but he's got to show he can do it when everybody expects him to do it. All right. Your second round pick. I'm going to say and talk about a team that would need to win a really big game, but I'm going to say Oregon. Yeah, that's going to be my pick. Yeah. I mean, you know, team from if a team from the Pac-12 can roll at 11 to 12 and 0 or maybe even 11 and 1 and look really good doing it, then they're going to have a shot at it. The game they've got to win is at Ohio State September 11th. Uh, certainly by no means easy, but that does give them a big stage. You know, so you you may not be able to win, but if you do, then that's the trampoline bounce into the playoff right there. You win a road game against the Buckeyes. Um, I think they are certainly the most talented team in the Pac-12. Uh, they they have some questions at quarterback. They they I think they've got a good experience defense. They're replacing defensive coordinator. So they've got some question marks there, but I think they have the most talent in the Pac-12, so I would take the Ducks. Look, if they could beat Ohio State at Ohio State, yeah. then they're good enough to run the table. Absolutely. 
So you're going to know right away. Uh, if that's a close game, could they sneak in at, at 11? They don't have to play U, UCL, uh, USC. They play at UCLA. They don't have USC. I think Utah is going to be pretty pretty good out there, too. At least you're not sitting there saying, because USC is going to be a wild card. You, know, you don't know. They have players and all that. that. But obviously, if they can get that Buckeye game on the, on the 11th, then uh, anything's, anything's possible uh, for them. I'm going to take North Carolina, and mm-hmm. this is this is in part because I think you know they got 18 starters back. They have Sam Howell could be the top quarterback in the country next year. We'll see. They got their whole offensive line back. They've got a lot there, and and the question at the the same time is: Is Clemson take a step back? You know, I thought about A and M here, but you still got to get past out. Al- I don't know that Alabama takes a step. Who's more likely to take a step back? Could North Carolina win the ACC, break the Clemson stranglehold, and slip in there? And, and I think so. It's a, it's in part. Let's see what Clemson has. I don't think they'll be as dominant. And then is is Carolina able to catch that? So it's a little bit of a, a value play here. But North Carolina um, would at least uh, would at least be a possibility uh, on that. You know, I meant to look at these uh, the odds here. Of North Carolina, this is BetMGM winning the ACC fifteen to two, so seven and a half to one. Not not too bad. Clemson's one to eight, but uh, and I think we had earlier. What did we pick? Iowa State was seven to two. Uh, they actually are behind the betting odds of Texas. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's because it's Texas. And then, and then your pick of Oregon was nine four. And who else did you pick? Uh, I picked oh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, they're, yep. I don't know. I don't have odds on them. I'm going to say going basically on the same theory that you did, you know, does Clemson step back and leave an opening? I'm going to take another ACC team and say Miami. Had a good season last year. Uh, Manny Diaz got it together and they had a little bit of a, you know, a, a kind of a breakthrough year. Uh, Derek King comes back for like his 23rd year of college football. He played like 18 at uh, Houston, and now he's about five deep into Miami. Uh, actually, this is only his second at Miami, but it just seems like he's been there a long time. Uh, didn't finish the season well. You know, they got crushed by North Carolina, and then they lost their bowl game to Oklahoma State. But uh, I think that they've got a building now. You know, I'm not sure they have the depth per se, but I, they can win the division. You get into a championship game. You get playing. Uh, you're playing uh, a Clemson team that maybe isn't quite as good. What the heck? I will say the Canes at least have a long shot chance. All right. Considered Notre Dame here. Could they run it again? This is so we don't have to go another round. <laughs> Notre Dame schedule is interesting. At Florida State, who knows? Tricky, but should win. Toledo, Purdue, Wisconsin, and Chicago. Cincinnati at Virginia Tech. USC, Carolina. North Carolina, Navy, at Virginia, Georgia Tech, at Stanford. I don't know that they get to November undefeated. I think that's just the uh, – that's my issue. They still got a lot of talent at Notre Dame. Brian Kelly's recruiting is really good, and everyone craps on them because they can't win a playoff game. But not, uh, basically three teams can win a playoff game. So um, <laughs> deal with it. They, they just stack up really nice recruiting classes, and Brian Kelly's a really good coach. I could look back and go, God, why didn't I see that coming? I just feel like between at Florida State, Wisconsin, Cincinnati, USC, and North Carolina, and maybe even Navy right after. God, see, that's the thing you get. 
there's just somewhere they're going to stumble in. Yeah. Um, and so I won't pick them. It's, okay. Don't pick I am going to pick A&M. Okay. And this is a third round pick. And this is how not deep this draft is. <laughs> no, exactly. We're not, <laughs> there's not that many options out there, at least on paper, you know? There really isn't. Obviously, they were the, you know, the other team that could have made. Kellen Mond is gone. They're going to break in a new quarterback. Probably Haynes King. We'll see. Uh, they have 15 starters back. Uh, everyone's got a ton of starters back. Yeah, they got they, all those rec- skill players back. In they've recruited. They got a ton of skill players back. Uh, Isaiah Spiller, uh, particularly terrific. You know, defense got better. I, the problem is you, you don't win with defense anymore. Jimbo Fisher's an excellent coach. They recruit really, really well, as they should. They should recruit better. I've always said. I mean, Texas A&M, there's just no excuses. When you go to Texas A&M, it's phenomenal. Uh, I, I mean, they got every single thing you want. And it's a college town. It's not a big city. But it is smack about as smack dab as you can be between San Antonio, Austin area, Dallas, Fort Worth, and and Houston. You know, I mean, there's just and East Texas has so many players, and there's so many small town kids in Texas that College Station is is big enough, and really just an hour and a half from parts of Houston, if that. So uh, I think they can do it. It's just a matter of you know, can they put it all together? And they have to play Alabama. And they're going to have to play LSU. But I, I feel like the SEC West, I mean, look, and yeah, their, their non-con is at Colorado. You know, get Arkansas neutral field. to get Mississippi State at home. to get Alabama at home. Ole Miss is going to be a, a tricky game. And I don't know what LSU will be at the end of the year. Right. But the idea that, that A&M could get to Atlanta is not out of the question. So I'm going to take them as my third round pick. But boy, yeah. it, is a, it, is a, it is a weak draft. Go ahead. It is. No, for sure. And that. You're 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 looking at that, and I'm looking now at Miami's schedule, which I I hadn't didn't hadn't pulled up before I made the pick. But the one of those two probably has to slay the Alabama Dragon because Miami opens against Alabama in uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So, or they could do it this way: they could lose that opener and then run the table, and then beat Clemson in the championship game, and that would give them uh, at least one super credible victory. If they don't if they don't lose sixty six to seven to Alabama, if they keep it close. It's not a terrible loss. So yeah, and they are eight eight and one to win the ACC. So A and M could do that also. It could be close, right? Yeah. I mean, they were sitting there arguing our twenty eight point loss last year wasn't that bad. They came in fifth, right? So if that's a close game against Alabama, they run the table the rest of the way. Yeah, and they're that. Can they be that second? They're going to need a lot of help from somebody else. I just feel like some eventually the Pac twelve team is going to get this thing together. Yeah, they would need they would need help to to get there. How about all that football talk? How about that? Pete's going to be sitting there listening to this impressed. Yeah, Pete. Huh? Mm-hmm. All that football talk without going into the backup linebacker situation at Texas A&M or the special teams coverage units at, say, Oregon. So They've got a new strength and conditioning coach <laughs> at uh, – who were some of my picks? I can't even remember. <laughs> you had A&M. You had uh, – They're doing more North Carolina. Days. Yeah. They used to do four – upper body lays and three <laughs> leg days now they do four <laughs> leg days three it's going to be a much much more revolutionary change this uh, is these uh, half of these strength and conditioning coaches uh, they're just they're really good they're they're guys at planet fitness with really good marketing plans it's just <laughs> they somehow have talked their way into i'm going to take a world-class athlete and get him motivated to lift weights uh, <laughs> yeah they, and the they potential won't. of making millions of dollars 
is at stake if you work hard, but I will get you to work hard. That's right. They, they see, you know, a $12 million first round opportunity out there and they, no, no, I, no. I, need, I need a strength coach to make me do it. Get me up at 5 a.m. and scream <laughs> at me. All right. Pac-12 is going to hire uh, a new commissioner. Uh, that commissioner is uh, it's officially announced at this moment as we tape this podcast. But uh, the AP, Ralph Russo and others are reporting. I think Ralph Russo has got the story. George Kalayevkov is going to be it. Now, you may say, who? Who is this guy? Who is George? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This is not Andrew Luck. This is not someone. This is Bill Walton's candidacy. Didn't take off. I thought that certainly would have been it. Uh, he is uh, coming from MGM Resorts, where uh, he was the president of, of uh, entertainment and sports at MGM. I can tell you MGM, I know it sounds just like a casino. They also own the T-Mobile uh, Center in Las Vegas. They run tons of boxing events, uh, UFC, uh, different things, rodeo. They've obviously had a relationship with the Pac-12. Uh, I'm guessing. I'm, uh, this is just coming out, so I don't know. But they do. They do do sports. They do esports. They do all sorts of sports. Las Vegas Aces of the uh, of the WNBA uh, plays out of there. So it's not. This guy's not just like running the running a you know shuffling the shoe at a, at a blackjack table in New York, <laughs> New York. Okay, <laughs> out of the box higher, obviously. Uh, he had previously worked at worked for MLB Advanced Media, uh, NBC Universal. So he's got a little bit of that as his thing, and has been doing just uh, you know, it's basically your sports executive uh, coming in. Your thoughts, Pat? On I mean, obviously, I think it's completely unfair to say there's a bad or good hire based on this particular person. But your thoughts on that kind of hire for the Pac-12? Is that what they need? This isn't just outside the box. I mean, this is like the box is in Walnut Creek, California, and this idea is coming in from Jupiter. All right. This is so far off the beaten path. Now, as you said, his background shows, all right, he, he has been involved in sports. He has been involved in media companies and some athletic companies. And yes, I'm sure there's a relationship there since I think they run T-Mobile Arena uh, in Vegas where... And they, they run the MGM Grand Garden, which used to host the Pac-12 tournament. Yeah, right. They, run, yes. they, were, they own T-Mobile. Yeah. I mean, it may turn out fine, but to a degree, is the Pac-12 once again just throwing double birds at the athletic directors and coaches in the league and saying... Yeah, you all thought that Larry Scott was out of touch with what goes on on campus? Well, guess what? We're going to hire somebody who might even be further out of touch with what goes on on campus. He's never worked on a campus that I can find. He went to Boston University, so he has extensive background in the Pac-12. I went to Virginia <laughs> Law School. Oh, okay. I mean, if you're an AD in that league right now, you got to be sitting there saying, geez, are you ever going to like get anybody that we have any rapport with? Uh, and the answer is clearly no. So this is a play that seems to me to indicate <clears throat> we just we've got to distribute our product better. And that's what we're going to try to do via this person. Uh, you know, it's all just going to be about distribution platform and everything. And once again, as usual, we don't really give a damn what goes on on your campuses. Just get better. We're not going to help you get better other than maybe trying to come up with a better network solution. But just get better. Go do it on your own. I mean, this is straight business. I don't know. But it's it's a straight business. You can generate more money. Then I think that's that's it. I just know 
all I would say is this. There's obviously almost no collegiate background to this. Do you need that guy who's going to understand all the small things that are going to happen that, that make this a unique sport? I do know that when someone who covers a lot of different sports and has covered college sports extensively, but has also been at no, any number of MGM property events, Floyd Mayweather, uh, a Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor fight, a Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao fight is a monstrous event. Like it's a really, really big event, a uh, huge UFC car dealing with all those things. His, his background is just different. In, in sports. And I don't know whether that's the right one or not. He's, he's done, he's made a lot of money in a lot of different ways for, for the people he's worked with. So I just, it's, it's, it's not college sports. I'll right. say one thing about a Manny Pacquiao Floyd Mayweather fight, not college sports. It's big, <laughs> college, it's big sports, but there is no, there is nothing that has to do with college sports involved in it. That, that unique line you have to walk isn't there. And so that's going to be a big question for me is like, is that is that possible? That's going to be the challenge of how how much is he up to speed? How, you know, but man, when they run, you run big fights, uh, you run a rodeo, you run all these college, like, you're involved in big. This isn't I, I, I actually think this is a, a, a more. Better experience of running a tennis, the tennis tour. That Larry Scott basically did. So I don't know. I'm not going to. I have no I have no idea, but it's definitely out of the box. It's out of the box. But. Yeah, it's one of the ultimate wait and see hires. Right. I mean, he may turn out fine, but you, you, you don't go in with some of the natural fits that you thought that they were going to try to create because that they lacked from Larry Scott, you know. I mean, because the, the complaining from the campus people was endless about how Larry Scott was out of touch with what goes on on campus and the day-to-day -day operations of an athletic department. Uh, and this, on the on the face of it, does nothing to address any of those complaints or concerns. All right. Well, we will see. There'll be knives will be out, no doubt. Welcome to our world, George. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> a lot of anonymous athletic director sources coming out. <laughs> want to get into this uh college golf college, college golf. golf huh i didn't see this coming oh boy didn't see this coming <laughs> you know you know i love golf yeah this one's a weird one the women's regional women's national championship regional was supposed to be played at the university club in baton rouge louisiana lsu's university club uh, it was supposed to be a fine course it rained seven inches over uh, a few days St oddly I find the NCA, uh, I mean, they got a golf committee. It's, it's, it's chaired or the representative was, uh, the AD at Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh, he came out Wednesday and declared that even though the course is playable, it's not playable at a championship level and canceled the NCA golf regional, uh, that they were going to go. And then in a fashion that maybe, I don't know whether he, he like channeled his inner BCS Bill Hancock and immediately <laughs> declared, that the top six seeded teams will advance and the top three individuals who are not on that team advance. So you don't get a chance to play your way in, which if you know anything about golf, like rankings are nice, but um, like even Tiger lost the vast majority of the tournaments he entered. It's not, it's, it's not tennis, okay? It's not tennis where it's just like, you know, win percentage of Rafael Nadal is out, out, out insane. You will lose in golf. Uh, if you win a couple a year, 
uh, you're amazing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You play 25 years and you win 14. Right. You're Tiger freaking Woods. He went 14 majors out of the four. He's been playing 20 years and plus, 20 plus years. So uh, whatever that number is, he's he's going on a, a, a almost a hundred hundred of them. And he's won 14, and he's the, the biggest legend. Him and Nicholas are the biggest legends. So this makes no sense. Uh, the, the golfers were, were angry, as you would imagine. Are you serious? If it's playable, I don't know. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. I, I am not a tournament golfer. Not really. I mean, um, not, nothing like this. Uh, I'm sure you've had your moments in the member member at yeah, the, the the member members are not exactly the NCAA regional, uh, the <laughs> member guests, but uh, we're allowed to gamble. Uh, <laughs> gambling was legal. <laughs> I don't know how much gambling still means the same now. Obviously, not ideal if there's puddles and you're gonna have standing water and dry. I mean, it's in the some of the bunker, but seems like this would be possible to do. And you just sort of say, "Look, this sucks." Uh, sort of like, you know, occasionally you play an NFL game and it's like foggy or pouring rain or snowing or or college football. You know, you go, well, this is what we're dealing with today. All weather is football weather. Is all weather golf weather, Pat? Should they just uh, toughen it up? Well, hell yeah. I mean, come on. This is I would say this at least. Give it a try. Play. Say we're going to play. Everybody's going to play three holes and we're going to see if this is even working. But we're going to we're going to start. To not even start, to not even try to play, I, I just can't understand that. I, I mean, get out there, and if you're if you're gouging massive holes in the course, if you, if you, your balls are plugging on every shot or whatever, fine. But man, if you, I mean, if you're one of those golfers who didn't even get a chance to try to play, and they just said, "Ah, now we're done here. We're just taking the teams that were seated at the top. Everybody else, go home. Your your season is over." Whew, it's already been bad enough for college athletes in the last year. That's a really bad way for your season slash possibly career to end by some guy stand the fairly Dickinson AD standing on the steps and saying, ah, <laughs> oh, we're done here. See you later. Everyone go home. Yeah. Oh no. It's the guy from fairly ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, this is classic NCAA. <laughs> they have no, where's the explanation? This has been a day. Now maybe it's coming. And by the time you listen to this, it's out there. But it's been a day. You should have sat. This is like the NCAA women's basketball tournament where you didn't have the weight room set up. Yep. And then rather than just admit you were wrong, this is a bad PR look, and send Mark Emmert down there with this, with the, you know, to set up the weights and, and have a have a have a weightlifting contest. They just play it up and be like, we screwed up. They immediately try to fight it, obstruct it, say it isn't happening, say nothing. And then form a committee to solve the problem later. It's which is going to cost you so much money because you're now going to have to build the freaking state of the art weight room good enough for the Chicago Bears at every single women's <laughs> basketball game now. Yeah, just to, just to make up for the damage. Right. You don't just send the dude out. You'd be like, okay, here are the ten reasons we. Can. Here's my thing. You don't. You don't. If you're the AD at Fairly Ridiculous, you don't sign up for the non glamorous job of. <laughs> women's golf championship regional director or whatever. And maybe you get to play a lot of free golf. I don't know. You don't Can sign up for that if your goal, because people are like, they hate golfers. They hate women <laughs> golfers. Why would you sign up for this job if you're like, I don't like women's golfers. You know what? I'm going to sign up and hope that it rains a lot and I can cancel their <laughs> tournament. 
No, this guy wants it to happen. I have no doubt there's like this tortured decision. What's the decision? Explain it. Be like, look, the club is like, you're going to tear up our joint. We don't want you anymore. Then put it on LSU golf. I don't know. That's true. Say, we think that this doesn't work. We can't. Because some some things you can do is like if there's standing water in part of a a, uh, a hole, you could move it and say, all right, we're going to make this par four, par three. Yeah. We'll set up a little temporary thing. We'll we'll avoid that. Or if if what's the reason? How does this take so long? That yeah, it takes three days to not play, and then yeah, you just come out and you say, well, we're just this is the rule book, <laughs> so this is what we're doing. Goodbye. It's sure. like, Show's closed tonight, people. Take care. Yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Tip yeah. your waiters. Yeah. Drive safe. Call an Uber. Like, uh, what? These poor girls, these poor women are sitting there and they're going, what? I, I got my sticks here. I've been <laughs> practicing. Like, this is my this is my entire life trying to get into this thing. Yeah. I'm a college golfer. Yeah. Here's my big chance. We're, yeah, we're going on the road to play at LSU. Big opportunity. And uh, they don't even get to swing a club other than maybe on the practice range. It's unbelievable. And, and it is golf. Anybody. Every one of those women are good enough to tear up the course and shoot low. Sure. And I mean, that's golf. And any one of them can can have a horrible day. But it just felt like, well, I I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm dying to hear the explanation. It'll just take like a month and like a, a Condoleezza Rice subcommittee. <laughs> She's a golfer. She's a woman. Uh, we need a woman golfer. Around. Where's Condi? She does, she does all our hard work. <laughs> Connie, come in and save us again, please. <laughs> we Get don't know the- what happened. Like, I'm dying to hear this. Like, I think that the really good players or the really good teams are like, ah, cancel it, right? It's like yeah. you got a, oh, sure. a no-hitter going, like a right. couple drops of rain here. Yeah. Can't right. play. Yeah. Is that lightning in the distance? <laughs> yeah. I think that's what that's my guess. Somebody, somebody is up to something. A Could podcast be. listener, Craig Mordock, uh, who's a resident uh, of Louisiana, has says that there has to be some kind of payoff. And this is LSU now. It is so, LSU. They're the host school. They were the top seed. Tigers advance. Uh, Tigers without advance. Swing, without swinging a club. BCS standings. <laughs> Celeste Miles, we never lost in regulation. The year he got two, two loss LSU in the BCS title game. Yeah. We never lost in regulation. <laughs> <laughs> and they bought it. Brilliant. And they sure. bought it. It worked. Yeah. You get to see the the, the the BCS people nodding, nodding their heads. Oh, he's right. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Those are yeah. overtime losses. They don't count, do they? <laughs> what? Put that in there as a standard. Yeah. No, that's the thing. It gets, right. They can get on the bat phone to Condi. I wonder if Condi has an agreement like with Emmert. Like, and by the way, it is Emmert on this podcast, people, for our listeners. Pete is not here, so you don't get the Emmert controversy. How do I, I think I say it wrong. Do I say no, Emmert? you said it right just a minute ago. Emmert. I was, okay, I was noticing. That guy. Yeah. But so I'm guessing Condi says, all right, Mark, you are such a pain in the ass. You can only call me once every two years. So you choose oh, no, wisely when you're using fee. your calls. Retainer fee. Yeah. <laughs> I have not got bless Condoleezza Rice, but she's a product of Washington, D.C. They know how to they know how to consult. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Lobby. Right. That's yeah. Mark Emmert's go to calls in, in times of crisis. Condi, Val Ackerman, Gene Smith. <laughs> I need you guys on a committee. Please save me. We're drowning here. I don't care if they tear up the university course. If you, if you agree to host this thing, yeah. uh, just just strange. Yeah. Strange. And again, if everybody, obviously you'd want to tee off last, maybe, let the drain. I, 
So what? That's how it works. Play the game. I, I, I'm giving them a benefit of the doubt that there has to be some good explanation, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, uh, I just I, I just simply don't know what it is. I'd even uh, welcome a bad explanation at this point. Just how about an explanation? In other kind of weird NCA thing, Sully brought this up. You know, the NFL's schedule release was uh, dominates sports and media on Wednesday. I mean, they're trotting this thing out on Good Morning America all day long. Little leaks, little this, little that, right? Oh, we're gonna Cowboys are gonna open on against the Tampa Bay, and when's Brady gonna go to New England, and all oh, this, and it, and they absolutely build over three days and build it up and then leak it out and get this massive amount of publicity in the middle of May for the 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 order in which games we already know are going to be played. <laughs> That's the thing. Are played. Yeah. We already knew all these games were going to happen. We just now know it's week three instead of week eight. Yet they turn it into this monstrous thing. Yeah, it's amazing. Genius marketing. Absolute and I mean, genius. The, the, the social media energy going into it. You got Peyton Manning doing the video for yep. Denver. And you got Post Malone hanging a gold pendant around Jerry Jones's neck for the Cowboys. I mean... Yep. Chargers are funny. Everyone's got yeah. a funny thing. Yeah. It's it's absolute genius. Okay. They have turned every single aspect of their, their offseason. There's about a three-week offseason, late June to, to the like middle of July. And then that's usually when all the player there's a bunch of player arrests. So we got that. <laughs> so they, they kind of they schedule their player arrests. It's kind of the Aaron Hernandez zone. <laughs> let's that's hope we don't of, have one of those this summer. Yeah, let's, let's avoid that. Um, but yeah, total, totally genius. So Sully's like, they need to pull this off. They should do this in college football. Yeah. Now I don't, I don't even think it's possible. And I, I'll give you two examples of why this is they, college sports is woefully as popular as college football is. It should be more popular. It should easily, if it isn't already, it should be easily the second biggest sport in this country. We love football. This is football. You have football. It should be bigger than the NBA baseball dot. And it might be now, but it could be even bigger. Two things. One is we talked about recently, like they're going to change the playoff. And instead of leaking it out in a manner that gets the most publicity and generates a week of discussion, because like the NFL is now at a 17 game season. When they first started doing that, they'd wait till the middle some point and then they'd leak out to to one of their uh, their cherished guys, Peter King or Schefter or something. NFL sources say NFL is considering a 17th game right during a kind of quiet time mm-hmm. and everyone would flip out, right? And the source is Roger Goodell or whatever yeah. it is, right? It's the right. PR department of the NFL. Yeah. And I goes the source and everyone flip out and discuss it for three days and then and, and next year they do it again. Oh, 17, you can't have 17. Right, 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 right. Boom. This is how they do things. College football, bury, they're going to expand their playoff, could create an entire week. Instead of waiting until the Tuesday morning after the NFL draft, a dead week, and leaking it out to one of their favorite reporters that the sources say they're looking at this, and then all of a sudden there's another, that's been confirmed, that's six hours later, boom, a whole week of everyone on ESPN, everyone on the websites, everyone on the podcast, everyone on, on new, whatever, talk radio, newspapers, talking about playoff plans, they leak it out on a Friday, bury it, 
officially. 17th which, paragraph of a Friday night release. A Friday night release buried, and you don't leak it to one person, so it, it loses the shock value. You gotta have you gotta leak it to somebody. That gets the shock and then the confirmation. Everyone's scrambling. It's oh my God, right? That's how you do it. They do none of that. The other one is National Signing Day, which used yeah. to be the big midwinter thing. And even then, it was at the wrong time. They do it during Super Bowl week. You should do it. The, sometimes it fell in Super Bowl week. Put it after the Super Bowl. Make it the big thing that it was. National Signing Day. If nothing else, again, all the diehards a chance to talk college football, get fired up in the middle of February. And then you bring in spring game and they do all these things, right? They move it to December, right before Christmas, in the middle of the playoff, all the different stuff. And it lost huge value. And they split it, split it in half. That's probably their best offseason marketing moment, and they killed it because coaches want to lock kids up unfairly, I would note, because yeah, then the bef- coaches all leave. Right. Before coaching changes, staff changes. Absolutely. They don't care about marketing and growing the sport. They care about their own personal interests. And so people in the, the playoff don't want the playoff expanded, so they, they refuse to market it. And coaches just want to lock kids up even though they may take another job. So they are feet and it's like a fundamental, like how's the NFL this big? Because they always are pulling in the same direction. Yep. College yep. sports isn't college football. Isn't no, they're all pulling against each other. And so that's the thing. And that's why, yes, you, a schedule reveal for college football would be awesome if you could make it work, but think of the coordination and co- cooperation it would take, which you cannot get. As we saw last summer, when the the big conferences said, oh, yeah, we're all on the same page as far as, A, you know, when we're going to play, you know, how many games, schedule, all that thing. And then all of a sudden the Big, t- big Ten and Pac-12 are like, nah, we're going this way. Everybody else is going that way. And it just falls apart. It, there is no commonality, no common good. And the NCAA itself is just so riddled with bureaucratic, you know, lack of reaction and ineptitude in some areas that, You've just got no, you, you need a strate- stratcom guy who could bring everybody together and say, y'all are terrible and here's the ways you can do this better. But they wouldn't listen because then they'd all go off and do their own thing. Yeah. I, 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 they need a, they talk sometimes about a commissioner of college basketball because it feels like that sport has always had that, like, what day do we even start? <laughs> yeah, right. They have two signing days, same thing, all this different stuff. You know, and 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 I agree with that. Whether it's you keep Dan Gavitt in that role, or people always talk about like big Jay Billis, the guy, or some somebody. Yeah, clearly college basketball is under marketed as a whole, yet survives because it has this just brilliant postseason, and it's just it's absolutely phenomenal. Everything else, it's very very confusing to the to the average fan. Football could use that, like some kind of or, because it's big, it's big, but it could be a lot bigger. And, and, and the NFL has been the biggest thing in, in American sports and entertainment for a long time, but it keeps getting bigger. And yeah, they keep, don't sit back and say, just, ah, we're happy with we're happy with a 5 p.m. Rose Bowl kickoff, period. You know, it's not like well, they sit there and just say, we're fine. We're not changing anything. The NFL's always looking for ways to. Right. Gin and it and up point, like, let's have a schedule reveal. OK, well, now let's leak a little bit on the morning shows that gets a different audience. Let's not just do it at eight o'clock on NFL Network. Let's leak a little bit on Good Good Morning America and the Today Show. Yeah, brilliant. Right? Because that's a different audience. And then, you know what? Let's make it fun. Let's just throw out a, a, a screen grab of all the, 
the games. Let's have Peyton Manning. I mean, did you see that Peyton? You watched it. He's, he's yeah. the oh, yeah. he's the summer intern yeah, at the Broncos, correct. and he yeah. revealed. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. Right. Well, that appeals to this market, and let's have our cartoons, and let's have kids, and let's do this, that, and the other. They're constantly looking for stuff, and I, college sports does some of that when when they're trying to get players. But yeah, it's it's. It's just kind of woefully behind. The closest we saw it was last year with the SEC reveal on SEC Network, and it was an event, and it was awesome. And it got fans talking, and, you know, Tennessee fans and Kentucky fans are saying, we got screwed, and, you know, like, there's not that. And they already know what games were coming. You know, it's nuts. So, Sully, and, and yeah, you would think you could do that. You know, I mean, it's not going to be quite that easy because obviously you're going to play non-conference games every year but and those are going to be known you know 17 years in advance but which we all if hate you can, get, can we get rid of yeah. that you know right but Gosh. if you could get the schools to all you know agree and go in on a you know yes like may 15th we're gonna we're gonna throw down the big uh, the sec schedule or the big 10 schedule or the acc schedule and we're gonna do it in a in a show format, and it's going to be, you know, fun and a little bit of drama and everything. Yeah. I, I mean, you don't think people would be into that? Of course they would. Yeah. Yeah. I think in, uh, on the flip side, too, I would love a Power Five Invitational Week One where everybody just, you know, it's never going to happen because, you know, Dan's brought up it's five mob bosses running this league and nobody's going to ever agree. But you blow up Week One, everybody keeps that schedule open for the next decade, and you could turn that into a ginormous event it'll be phenomenal and you know week one's already fun but that and that's the thing here's the thing sully is week one out of the power five schools 85 percent of them are playing home games and 12 and a half percent are playing neutral site 50 50 games and only two and a half percent are going on the road voluntarily if you did power five against power five 50 percent of them are on the road they're taking an l they're going to be complaining. Oh, our fans are losing interest already. Blah 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 blah. That's there's just so much risk aversion generally when it comes to college football scheduling. Yeah, and then the scheduling is done via the basically these bowl games. That's the bowl operators that start early season bowls. So it's the same cronyism yeah. that allows right Miami and Alabama could never schedule a game on their own. <laughs> we got to use Chick Fil A to do it. Yeah, got to yeah, got to have someone else do it. We can't possibly. Hey, uh, Miami, uh, this is Alabama. Would you like to meet in Atlanta, play a game? Sure. No, can't do that. No. That has to be, we got to have a Caribbean cruise to figure that out. So there we are. All right. I'm going to get a golf to, tournament too. Golf. I'm going to get a golf tournament, just yeah. not at LSU, where apparently yeah. you can't play. <laughs> Believe me, they if that was the Sugar Bowl golf outing, they would play. Oh. All right. I'm going to get to the FCS championship game. I got to get to this story because um, obviously we've, We've triumphed the, the chicken wars, and, and there's been many stories about, you know, we got a lot of supply chain issues in this country, things like that. <laughs> Clearly. And one of the big concerns Gasoline. is we're running out of chickens. We're running uh-huh. out of chickens yep. to to make the chicken sandwiches, to make, and then we actually have a Chick-fil-A sauce issue. <laughs> we're not making enough Chick-fil-A sauce. That's really not a chicken issue, um, but there's certainly some some nerves there. And once again, do we come together as Americans? And <laughs> no. ration? No. Dudes are running into Chick-fil-A and just stealing all the Chick-fil-A sauce and running out. Because that's what America is. And I'm kind of proud of it. <laughs> you get yours. I'll get mine. I got a Chick-fil-A squirt bottle in my fridge. So no worries Uh-oh. over here at the Sullivan residence. Did you <laughs> steal it? No, no. I bought it. I, okay. I, I, okay. It, you could, on Grubhub, you can order, like, the big versions of the the sauce packets and 
Really? We, we prepare over here. Okay. I'm glad you're not running and stealing. That's good. Um, yeah, you got it. You got it. Got to get my sauce, right? So they're trying to. They're trying to. Well, anyway, um, we have a, a culprit apparently for the shortage, the shortage in chickens, and and the blame, which I think is unfair, and I feel bad for these guys because this is pretty embarrassing. It's the Tyson, uh, Tyson Chicken Company's roosters are getting blamed. <laughs> we have underperforming Don- roosters. Quite, I will read the thing. Donnie King, Tyson's chief operating officer and group president of poultry. (laughs) (laughs) What was this card? Poultry. President of poultry. Donnie's making more money than you and I. Yeah, I'm laughing, but Donnie's probably making about $45 million. He's in Goodell (laughs) care. But the group president of poultry said on an analyst call this week, that the uh, the rooster there's been an unexpected decline in hatchings because of the type of roosters they used, and the roosters have not been meeting expectations. <laughs> oh now, my! I'm not here to explain to you how a rooster, a chicken, and an egg all come together. Okay, <laughs> that's not what we're trying to do on this podcast. If you no don't know, biology here. If you don't know at this point, I don't know what to tell you. Ask <laughs> ask your parents. And if your parents aren't around, if you're too old, then I, I don't know what to tell you. But the chicken and the egg, one of them does come first, okay? <laughs> one of them, okay. So the roosters, these Tyson roosters, are getting blamed on a Wall Street call. I mean, that alone would give you performance anxiety. <laughs> That's we need rooster Viagra is what we're saying. Here. Yes. <laughs> we <laughs> How do the roosters are getting yelled at? They're out they're out there in Springdale, Arkansas, or wherever the hell these Tyson has their chickens. And they're getting yelled and probably getting yelled at every day. <laughs> Come on, fellas. Step um, it up. You're giving yeah. us a bad name. Our the damn t- whole country, our whole company. This is a very large company. Tyson Chicken has been reliably serving chicken to America for generations, and these guys are slacking Gen Z roosters. <laughs> get yourself you got some the, cocktails and get in the mood. You got the Tyson poultry strength coach out there saying, let's go! <laughs> let's go! Get in there! That's probably not helping. I feel worse for the strength coach because he's got to keep stats on this thing, right? Man. Yeah. The rooster's hey, job not- is pretty plumb. Like he's got one job, but the, you got to stand out there in the heat of Arkansas, <laughs> counting these roosters doing their job. Hmm. Okay. Hey, uh, you remember Robbie Caldwell, offensive line coach at Clemson, was the head coach, interim head coach at Vanderbilt for one year. Yeah, yeah, he was the a- greatest SEC media day performance ever, where he got up there and talked about his job as a on a turkey insemination farm. It was wow. his job to, yeah, make the stuff happen. This is him. so I'm I think they need they may need Robbie Caldwell to to get in the coach him up. Coach yeah. Caldwell. Get in there, Tyson. Start telling him what to do. This is absolutely nuts. Fewer eggs and lower hatch rates than the roosters Tyson used to employ. <laughs> the old studs, the old studs have got it done. <laughs> yeah, this younger generation soft. Maybe literally. Oh, I don't know. This is a cr- can you imagine like if this story is true because they blamed everything on here too. Yeah. It's probably they the blamed Rooster the, the Union has got to be blamed the February winter storm in Texas that affected our operations broadly. It was, it was like a week. 
Come on. We essentially lost a week across our entire poultry enterprise. All right. <laughs> Everyone's blaming everything on everyone, right? Uh, America, yet again. It's America. <laughs> can't get anything right. Our, our roosters can't even get the job done anymore. Kind of crap we got. This country is the, down, uh, going downhill. The the rooster union's got to be outraged. Like they they got to be saying, look, we are we are being asked to perform above and beyond expectations here in poor conditions through a winter storm. They're probably wanting like more feed or something. Like they should roosters. be asking for something out of this. Mental anguish. They've been Mental. triggered. They need a safe space. I mean, just give me a day off here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't understand the pressure. The younger generation. I don't know. What's going on here? All I know is I'm worried that I'm going to go to Popeye's one day and I'm not going to be able to get a chicken. Yeah. No, that's the bottom line is America needs the chicken. So we do need to solve this problem. This is a problem we need solved. Uh, all right. FCS title game. Yes. Speaking of someone who can get it done, Sam Houston State. Big comeback upset. Came back from 21 down in the second half to beat James Madison last week. Uh, meanwhile, they're playing your team, the Jackrabbits. Yeah. DSU. Yep. Uh, they crushed Delaware 33 to 3. What's Delaware? Does Delaware what's Delaware's mascot? Isn't Blue hens. Chicken? Blue hens, yeah, baby. See, see it Blue all hen. comes it's back to poultry. poultry. It all comes back to poultry. Sam Houston coach uh Casey Keeler can become the first coach to lead two programs to the title. He won it in 03 with Delaware. He has 23 career playoff wins, ties the sweater vest, Senator Jim Tressel, with the so he could uh he could or uh, he could break the record next time. Uh, you were on the SD. We, we were going to do more FCS, but it just, I mean, we have important things like chicken wars yeah. and, uh, and and gas shortages and things like that to discuss on a college football. We can't have time for actual college football. <laughs> you know, there's only so much. When we're trying to solve as many world problems as we are, there's only so it's, much time for FCS. FCS was fine with us. Who you got at BetMGM is uh, SDSU giving five. Ain't no party like a South Dakota party. This could get wild. But do you go against the Texans down there? Sam Houston State. Uh, SDSU has the second-ranked rush offense in the country. Sam Houston State has the second-ranked rush defense. Something has to give. (laughs) It does. And Sam Houston's going to give. I'm sorry. Look, the Jackrabbits cannot be stopped here. And again, my, my allegiance dates back. Three, four years now to when I got a South Dakota State Jackrabbits T-shirt. So I am, I am hardcore with the Jacks. Uh, they flex their muscles in that semifinal win. There's no stopping them now, and especially Sam Houston. I'm sorry, but a complete imposter spelling Bearcats with a K. You do that, <laughs> you're not good enough to win any national title. Get out of here. Sam Houston State Bearcats undefeated on the season. Doesn't matter. K in the name, you're out. K in the name, and you're out. All right. South Dakota, South Dakota State wins and covers. They they lost to North Dakota. I lost two bets on South Dakota State earlier this year. I bet Northern Iowa to win, and then I bet them. Then then I swung after I literally watched the game. Actually, February nineteenth, I watched South Dakota State Northern Iowa play. Then was I was rough. so impressed with South Dakota State. I thought they beat North Dakota. Then North Dakota beat them. So I'm zero two with South Dakota State. Also, I don't I think we should just have one Dakota. <laughs> I think it's completely arrogant of the Dakotas to say that there should be two of you. Yeah, but think about it. We can't have 49 states. That's a bad number. We'll like give 50 Texas, is- make two Texases, two Californias, two Florida. I mean, like many states could be broken. 
broken into two things. Why does North and South Carolina get to have their thing? I don't know. West Virginia and Virginia. Yeah, yeah I right. Mean, so uh, we have I don't. I, you're singling out the Dakotas here, Dan. I, I think that I'm feeling this is you're discriminating against the Dakotas. I might be. I'm Sam Houston State for the win, win uh-huh. and cover. Wow. All right. We'll bet. I'll bet you a glass of Ames water on this one. Ah. Uh-huh. There you go. It's close as you're getting to South Dakota. South Dakota is also one of two states I've never been to. What's the other one? Alaska. And everyone else. But South I haven't been to Alaska and I I've haven't been, been to North Maine. Dakota. I'm more of a North yeah. Dakota guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not South uh, Dakota. All right. With that, we're going to end this. Um, Pete is on vacation through the early part of next week. So we're just going to do one next week, uh, probably Wednesday. If you uh, so don't don't get upset with us. Yeah. Um, Secondary coach uh, speculation. We'll be back the week after. We'll be back. So, it's May. Yeah. You guys will be fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Talk to your kids or something if you you know <laughs> spend some time with your family or just drink to blackout drunk. I don't care. Uh, we'll be back next week. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.